he left because he doesn't want to be in the podcast. That's just like what happened in Valheim. Yeah. It's probably the ram I bought. It's infected with corn. All right. Well, it's good that he's gone. Because now we can talk shit about him. All right. Anyway, uh, I'm at... Are we waiting for him? No, he's not coming back. Did he say no? Yeah, he did. Where? Oh, my God. I'm (laughs) tired. Come on. Oh, I Read see. the fucking oh, he's shit. Been posting yes. pictures of Brian everywhere. It's yes. lost. I did okay, I see it. Okay, okay good. I'm, ready. I'm proud of you. Welcome to episode 147 of the Rouge One podcast. I am your re-recording host, Sud Sampath, and I'm here just to remix the same episode and the same intros in various different and subtle ways. With me is my co-host, Brian. Uh, Brian, if you had to, uh, the ability to remix anything, what would you remix? I think I would remix uh, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony just to add a bass drop. Because that's really what that song is missing. Gotcha. I thought the fifth symphony was mostly bass, but clearly I don't know what I'm talking about. Matt, if you could remix anything, what would you remix? Um, I'd remix like um, I don't know. I'm Riveting. Not, I'm, not, I'm 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 re-recording already. I'm remixing this. Okay. I'm about to remix my week here, I guess. Do you want to remix your week? Actually, we're not going to let you remix your week. Brian, you want to tell us about your week, but not a remix? Sure. Uh, I played some stuff, and I watched some stuff. The stuff my God. I watched is more interesting, so I'm going to start with that. Uh, <laughs> I got caught up to the rest of the podcast and watched The Bear. Uh, hold- what did you think? Did you like it? It's very stressful. To watch. It is. It's very interesting. There's no fucking story. No, not at all. It's all vibe. Not until the last episode. Even then. When you're like, what the fuck? How, how did he put... Re- like, yeah. Yeah. Immediately you're going to spoil this. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it's... No, I didn't spoil it, but... It, when I, I read a review that encapsulated it. That's not just reference. It's a show purely on vibes. And like, okay. Like, I enjoyed the time. Yeah, I watched it. Maybe, like... I don't need to have a story in a show, but it was just kind of, it was bizarre. But I, I it was a stressful show, but I did enjoy watching it. I hope so you watch like, the next season. Oh, I you don't want I, I, I hope. Uh, it's been renewed. Oh, well. So that moves me to the second point. I finished Flight Attendant, the show. And they announced they're not doing any more. It's ending after two seasons, which I respect so much. It's a better story that way. They're they're not having to resolve. They're not resolving everything. There's still some open questions, but it's super interesting. Um, and I like it. It's good to have some fucking finality. Um, yeah, good show. Yeah, and I, I appreciate them having the guts to be like, no, we're 
turning down HBO, throwing money at us. We're not going to do a third season. Although, of course, as soon as this airs, they will have announced the third season. But the, wait, what I really want to talk about... Wait, wait, so HBO literally gave them money to make another season? Yeah, I don't... And they've said they're not going to do it. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So I'm here for that. I, I That's one of the things I've always appreciated about British... I guess they call them series instead of seasons. Uh-huh. They get in, they get out. And it's like, it enables more shit to be made, which I like. Um, you know, like, I don't... When I somebody recommends me a show and it's got, like, fucking six seasons to slog through, I'm a lot less excited about it. But sometimes you leave them wanting more. Uh, before you continue with what you wanted to say, Matt, how close is the bear to your uh, lived experience? There's a lot of, especially with, like, the stress that you feel watching it. Like, I legit felt almost like the same stress drive. There's, um, I guess it's a bit of a spoiler because it doesn't happen towards, like, the end of the season. But they get a um, to-go tablet system up and running. That's hilarious. That's such a funny bit. But... And it 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 turns out to be like the worst day of everybody's life yeah. in the show. Like every everything goes wrong. Everybody ends up hating each other. Everything is just terrible. And I felt the same stress energy that I've felt at work before because to-go tablets have made my life a lot just more stressful and a lot harder at work. I hate them so much. And like ever since we implemented them because of COVID, it just sucks. Yeah, Why does it make it so much way. better? Why does it make it so much worse? Sorry. Because you can't turn it's down like the order. Cook- well, you can at times we pause it, but like the owners really don't want to do that because it's like money, right? It's like cooking for two restaurants. Oh, it's the example. volume. You know, it's okay. just like, yeah, we're still full, fully packed on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then, I have the same amount of orders to go, uh-huh. like at the same time, pretty much. And it's just really stressful. It sucks. The times, like last week, there was something weird that happened with DoorDash, some weird glitch, and it was like not working all night. Uh-huh. And it was like one of the best <laughs> nights of work in a long time because it was just like, wow, that was like how it used to be. The before times. Yeah. We do a shit ton. Like, we're the number one, like, reviewed, rated, or whatever on DoorDash in Lexington or whatever. Wow. So, like, we, we show up first on the algorithms and just get blowed up. Intense. Everyone hates it because, like... The staff you mean. You end up working for DoorDash. Because, like, there's tips that go through. They don't go to the restaurant. They go to the drivers. Yeah. So, like, people who work for tips you know doing to goes they have to spend all bunch of time energy their labor just for doordash to be like all right and fuck off wait a minute wait a minute you know i don't tip to go do you guys tip to go lots of people do i tip the drivers if they there's a lot of but like if i go there's a lot of effort into like putting all that stuff together I, I mean, they don't they don't get paid server wages, but they still like. I mean, they they like tips. But they I, do, I mean, a lot of people like tips. Anybody likes tips, yeah. but now I've I've my philosophy has always been like if I go out to a place, I need to tip because 
the servers aren't compensated, you know, the servers and the people busing and all that are not compensated fairly and yeah. it's built, the tips are built in. I always just kind of assume that that doesn't exist with that. You know, I don't, I don't think go. you're wrong, Brian. I don't think you're wrong, but I have to say ever since the pandemic, no, wrong. I, I do tip when I pick up food. And There's a lot that goes into it. The only reason is because, like, I think what happened with the pandemic Especially and the shutdown like, was completely they fun. organize a bunch of, you know. They do get, most of the time, like, a to-go person in the restaurant will get paid a wage. It'll be, like, a lower wage, but it won't be, like, server wage. Interesting. So they don't need, they don't rely 100% on tips, but, it's like, yeah, most, some people do, some people don't. I mean, sometimes people go through with, like, they'll call in and, like, a couple thousand dollar order. Mm-hmm. No tip. That's crazy. You know, that's just, yeah, no, like, yeah. okay, yeah, if you're, like, basically catering, <laughs> you need to right. compensate people for that. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know, if I go surprised. and pick up a pizza, like, I will, t- if I have oh, it delivered, sure. I will tip the delivery driver. But if I go pick it up, right. I'm just... I'm you're not tipping. That's yeah, I get di- it. That's a little different than if you're calling in, like, a big restaurant order where you have apps, salads, desserts. That's fair, like, yeah. If, if it's a big thing, that's going to require a lot. Of if you're just going to pick up a pizza, that's, like, yeah. Do you think that your restaurant is, like, do you hate the... I know that you hate the fact that there's DoorDash, but do you feel like it, like, demeans it at all? That you guys have DoorDash? Well, yeah, because they fuck it up, and, like, you don't know how long it takes the DoorDasher to get from where the restaurant to that person's house. No, people don't like blame DoorDash when it goes wrong. They blame the restaurant. Yeah, they, the the food could be just, like, shit. Like, I guess, like, I just don't think like, of, like, isn't your guy's place, like, a fine dining establishment? I mean, it's, it is, like, nicer. It's not, like, completely fine. It's, like, up there. What is it like, comparable to? So, let's say, like, somebody gets, like, you know, uh food to go and it takes a long time to get to their house and then like the sauce on the pasta is broken and it's like it's just not good it's cold like you know they're gonna be like oh fuck that place they're not gonna be like oh you know they don't know that the DoorDash are like I don't know, that didn't answer my question at all parking lot. I mean you get too high in the back so I don't know what the difference is there I just think it's the time to the time to delivery is fucked up but anyway, this is not yeah. a, a podcast about the re- economics of the restaurant business. Um, <laughs> so, well, Brian, what did you actually want to talk about? I want to talk about the movie The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I finally watched it. Did you oh, like I it? I wanted to see this. Everybody in this movie, including Nicolas Cage, is doing their best Nicolas Cage impersonation. And it's kind of incredible. It is nice. There's like if you like Nick Cage, like it is so referential to all like Nick Nicholas Cage's entire career. Uh it it's kind of amazing. If you like Nick Cage at all or are bemused by Nicolas Cage, it's a great movie. Um it's very silly. I forced my wife to watch it with me, and I'm thankful she doesn't want to leave me. Did she like it? <laughs> she did not. She thought it was very stupid. It's very uh-huh. silly. But I That's, loved it. It looks... I mean, yeah. It's a very meta, like, stupid thing. Yes. It's like, um, Pedro Pascal fucking crushes it. Is he like, better than Nick Cage in this movie? He's a great actor. I love him. He's her. a really good actor. I just kind of expected him Especially to be Especially when he does, in. like, off-the-wall things. Yeah. No, he's a really good comedic actor. Um, which, like, I knew a little bit, but he... 
really fucking choose some scenery with Nick Cage going full Nick Cage, which is saying something. Right. Nick Cage is well. definitely the highlight of this movie. Okay. Um, but Pedro Pascal, holy shit, is incredible. Um, there's Ike Barinholtz and Tiffany Haddish play CIA agents. They're also Haddish. I love Tiffany Haddish too. She's great. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen? Did you ever see that? Do, I don't know if we talked about it on the pod because like time is like forgotten. Uh huh. But there was that Eric Andre movie, and Tiffany Haddish was in it. Eric it Andre like, movie. Um, it's called like Bad Trip or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good that? movie. Yeah, yeah. I do know Bad Trip. That's in twenty twenty one. Yeah, so not that time. far, but we'll fucking. But yeah, no, yeah. I I really do recommend this movie. It is very silly, and if you like so many overt and subtle Nick Cage references, really, really <laughs> a good time. I liked it a lot. Is this uh the best thing Nick Cage has ever done? No. What's that the best? Be raising thing? Arizona. Oh, I thought you were gonna yeah, say I Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las what Vegas is also a really good one. I. I don't think it's the best, but I am partial to Con Air. Well, not even not even Face Off in the top three. Mm. I love Face Off. See, the problem is there's too many. I also I like I have a soft spot for Matchstick Men when he's like a bad con artist. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I like him in uh, Lord of War. Lord of War is a great one. Good call. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, New Orleans. I mean, he's an what, what's it called again? Uh, the Warner Herzog Ghost film. Rider? Bad Lieutenant, Portacol. Two, Ghost Rider Two. He's also great in the Ghost Rider movies. Yeah, they should bring him back in the MCU. This podcast is Why a fan of, gonna... uh, of Pig. Pig. Oh yeah, Pig is I awesome. Pig. Pig. That was another great uh, culinary movie. And another movie, Charmy hated. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Nick Cage gets a bad. It's a, it's a movie about nothing. It's a movie about that poor pig. Yeah, in the dinner. I, yeah. I just feel for Nick Cage because he was told by financial advisors, invest in real estate is the safest investment ever, which at the time was true. did he just true. screwed over by Michael Jackson? What? No, that's Paul McCartney. Yeah. Um, oh. No, Nicolas Cage bought a shit ton of really expensive property in California right before the housing market crashed. So for the last decade, he's had to take any role that would offer to be able to pay off his massive mortgage debts. It's not so. It seems like he's doing it though. Yeah, yeah he is. I mean, yeah, and so he's I seem every now and then he comes out and does a like actual movie. I think like, it's like one for me, four for my creditors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you did so. Mandy. Mandy's awesome. Mandy's a good one. That movie's weird as fuck. I really like Mandy. Um. Cool. Uh, what else did you? You said the only things that you did were, or I think you mentioned in the in the last podcast that the only things you did were watching things that were good. Well, well I the last thing I watched was I watched the first episode of The Old Man, um, which oh, my se- I watched this as well. My septuagenarian parents suggested this to me. Okay. I was shocked that they would recommend something that goes from so relaxed to so incredibly violent. Uh, I will say, though, it kind of cools off after the first few episodes. Does it? Okay, I've only seen the pilot, but it, like, there were, the first 20 minutes in, Charmy and I looked at each other being like, where is this going? Like, it, nothing's happening? Is this, what's, you know, this is supposed to be like some spy thriller, and this is the opposite of a thriller? Uh, and then, wow, it really fucking ramps up. 
I really like the show. I think it's awesome. I'm super curious where it's going. Like, I think it, it literally the central premise has me hooked. To be like, I where is this going? Just watched like episode five. So, or do you what? still? Did you, so you might not have heard this, but we recently released an episode a couple days ago, uh, episode one forty-five. Um, again, because of my own laziness, uh, Matt described it as an old man who wants to beat ass. And so, Matt, do you still think of it as an old man beating ass? <laughs> I mean, it's literally just like, what if Jason Bourne was an old man? <laughs> you survived to be an old man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I read... Or... It wasn't Matt Damon. And is actually, like, not a stiff act. Like, he's actually, like... It's Jeff fucking Bridges. Yeah, it's a, he's actually a charismatic person. You don't think uh, Matt Damon's charismatic? I've never heard this take before. I don't well, no, but Jason Bourne is not. He wasn't Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne is just kind yeah, of a blank Jason slate. Bourne is just like, yeah, he's just like, uh, Matt Damon. I really don't like the Jason the Bourne movies all that much, to be honest. But it's basically, you know, you have this the top-notch old CIA guy, you know, yep. uh, he's doing a fucking great job. Uh, his name is escaping me. Fuck. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. No, the other guy. The, John Lithgow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Lithgow. Fucking the, love him in this. He's awesome. He is really good. Um, and it's. it's the, do you think I became? Yeah. Do you know what my title is? Do you think I got that title by being somebody you could fuck with? So maybe you should stop looking at me like you're gonna fuck with me. Great, thanks. <laughs> it's very good. Um. um yeah. So the other exciting things going on is Charmy and I got a new couch, which I'm very hyped about, and I use that. Wow, you like the couch more than you like the games you play. Jesus Christ! Well, yeah, did you like? You, is that what you're saying? Like I had to play some games on the new couch? Yeah, pretty much. So I uh, went back to good old comfort food, playing Elden Ring and FIFA. <laughs> um, FIFA. Yeah, I, I'm not going to bore you guys with. Uh, the trials and tribulations of my FIFA career, but Elden Ring turns out thrusting swords are pretty good. Um, I finally got away from katanas and picked diff- new swords, and uh, some. Bo- it's interesting to replay it because some bosses are a lot. I guess you know I didn't find them as hard the first time, and now it's like holy shit, this boss is brutal. But then there are some bosses that I thought were super hard that I just kind of breeze through. Wait, what do you mean? Like, why is that? I don't know. I, I Maybe it's the different play style. Maybe it's just from what I remember. But um, Counter-stab is pretty rad, I have to say. Which one? The counter-stab. Like, when you block. I assume that's how you're playing with no, the, the stabbing weapon. The Yeah, the counter, or guard counter. Guard um, counter is what it's called, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that makes it a lot easier to incorporate a shield. But to be honest with you, I got a... I've been dual wielding two thrusting weapons, one with Scarlet Rot and Bleed on the main hand, and the other with Frost on the other hand, and it fucking wrecks bosses, because I can proc like five different status effects on them, mm. because you're hitting over and over and very quickly, uh, so like in the windows they give you, that, that's been fun. Um, yeah, but like, you know, going through and just being like, I, I, have, I killed the two bosses I skipped uh, accidentally on my first playthrough, and uh, I think I waited too long to fight them because they were kind of pushovers. But uh, you know, still a fun game. And now I'm getting my ass kicked by the final boss, which I did not have so much difficulty with. 
So you're already up to the final boss? Yeah, I I, did, I think I'm like 33 hours into this playthrough. And Jeez. I'm at the final boss, and I've gotten all remembrances except the final boss's remembrances. Um, when, where you know where you're going. Like, I have not been doing... I did not do that many, like, side dungeons. Yeah, I guess you... And you don't really have to do, like, the, some of the storylines. You don't have to worry about being locked out of quests. Because you have all the items from them already. You know what I mean? Well, no, I so I started a whole new game. I didn't do New Game Plus for uh... this. Uh, so I did accidentally lock myself out of a few, which is classic Elden Ring. But, I like, I did... Um, like the, I I did a couple of quest lines without getting into it because I, I don't know where Sud is in the game and I don't want to spoil it for him. But I I did do some quests that I didn't do the first time and it was fun to see those. Um, and also do one of the more ridiculous quests in any from software game. I was able to do that, and even that I partially had to cheese. But uh, yeah, it's a great couch. And I had a lot of fun playing Elden Ring while being very, very comfortable. Wait, so what makes the couch so great? Like, what are what are some of its qualities? So it's a giant sectional. Okay. And it has, like, a shea on one side that, you know, stretches out. Are we all pro-sectional on this podcast? Oh, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Lots, lots of room. Because the thing is, we have, when Charmy's family... I like to lay on a couch. Hmm. For sure. Um, like, when Charmy's family comes over... Or when my family comes over, we quickly run out of rooms. We needed a much bigger couch. Um, like I don't even mind sleeping on a couch sometimes. You know? If it's a good couch, we the couch we had was fine, but not very comfortable for long periods of time and very bad to sleep on. So, like, do, couch, you, do you think like the couches they have in like fucking uh, wine and country are like they're just actually not good couches because they're like two like antiques that are just like a, like a love seat and a three three. I think so. I mean, yeah. There are some of those couches can be really nice and mm-hmm. can be really comfy, but a lot of them are just for show and not for comfort. Yeah, they're not really accommodating your whole family either. Right. Can I tell you guys the bougiest part of this couch, though? Yeah. Sure, let's hear it. The non-Shea sections have fucking recliners built in. Goddamn. Yeah, so it's like maximum... It's also heavy as shit. What happened to the old couch? It's in the basement. Okay. Um, it is heavy as shit. Uh, we... We paid for the white glove they installed for us. <laughs> installed the couch. Sure. All right, so we talked about the, the sectional, the fact that it's big enough to fit a whole family. What else is there that couch is great? Uh, it has lumbar support for okay. my sciatic ass. Uh, Do you suffer from sciatica? Oh, yeah. Is it, like, That's specific? That happened. Is it specifically sciatica? I don't remember that part. Yeah. Okay. Like all the dumb physical therapy I had to do. I did, yeah. Stretches. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I would have thought that they would have, like, maybe not hurt your feelings and call it something else. <laughs> no, they were like, hey, you're an old man, even though in your, you're in your early 30s. Uh-huh. What the fuck did I you I got do? the stenosis. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but you're in your mid 30s. start with so. an S. The spinal stenosis. Sounds like a band. Oh, my God. You're right. Sciatica, stenosis, and then what's the one we all got checked for? Uh, scoliosis. scoliosis. Spinal tap. I hope we didn't get a spinal tap. Uh, yeah, I don't think you really <laughs> checked for spinal tap. Um, but yeah, so that's Four everything hours. I did this week. I'm mostly excited about the couch. How many hours did you play on the couch without your ass getting numb? Uh, I honestly spent most of the weekend there, so I would say... <laughs> are you asking in a row or total since we got the couch? In, well, I guess both. Like, how long so, could you sit in that couch while playing a game without, like... 
really big. I think complaint. I went a solid six hours. That's a sign of a good couch. I have to it was say, a great couch. Yeah. they they should let you have trial periods for couches. It's like, hey, I'm going to play like Elden Ring on this for six hours, and if my ass gets numb, <laughs> I'm returning it, and you have to pick it up. Yeah. Charmy and I went to the furniture store on a Saturday night on the way back from visiting friends, and the fucking salesman looks, well, as we walk in, go, huh, you guys must be married, furniture shopping on a Saturday night, and I was just in my mind, like, wow, fuck you, salesman, you cut me deep. But, you know, it is fun to go furniture shopping and sit on couches. Yeah, but he's also a furniture salesman. He doesn't have that many things to look forward to. He's got to get his good burns in, but yeah. shout out to Dale, who sold us a good couch. Good job, Dale. Do you think he works for tips, yeah, Matt? Commission. Oh, he absolutely gets commissioned. Cool. No tip, though. No tip. <laughs> uh, son, what, did, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I was Other in, than producing podcasts. Yeah, I produced a lot of podcasts. I was in Idaho last uh, week, which is why, yeah. although... You listeners will not notice a difference insofar. Well, the difference is that the podcast was released and you're getting three in a row. Uh, beyond that change, uh, the difference for us was, was being in Idaho. Idaho's a great state, man. I was thinking about this. Like, I watched a, um, there's a, like a documentary about Idaho. It was really cool. Okay. Do you know what the documentary is called? I think it's literally just called Idaho. I think it's called Udaho. Uh, okay. <laughs> Alright, so Idaho. Is this like a Ken Burns thing? or it's what from 2012. About? I think it might even be Ken Burns, yeah. Idaho is one of those states that I would live in in a second if it wasn't for the winter. It's called Idaho the Movie. Idaho the Movie by Tom Hadzor. You were so close. I don't even know what this is about. Is that, wait, I'm sorry. The director put his name in the title? No, it's called Idaho the Movie, but the director oh. is Tom Hadzor, and then Matt was just like, yeah, I think it's Ken Burns. It's no fucking Ken Burns at all. I mean, he's. I think he's. He narrates it very similar to Ken Burns. Okay. The style, Ken Burns style. Um. Anyway, Idaho's incredible. I spent a ton of time in the Sawtooth Mountains. Uh, shout out to Dominic. Uh, great guy. I haven't seen him in a while. Um. But uh, yeah, I was visiting a friend who moved from Seattle over there. Uh, I was with a couple other friends, but yeah, just really. Took my time exploring the Sawtooth Mountains. If you guys have not seen those, it's like one of the prettiest mountain ranges in the U.S. in the Idaho in the Idaho uh, Rockies. Um, one thing that's fucking annoying about Idaho, beyond the crazy politics, and I have a take on the politics, but um, if you have you ever looked, Brian, I'm looking at you specifically. Have you ever looked at like when the time changes? Okay, first, my question for you. Do you think Idaho's in Pacific time or mountain time? Uh, I thought it was Pacific. Mountain. It is both Pacific and mountain. Now is here's it like a daylight savings time issue. It's kind of like Indiana. It's not like Indiana. And then but sometimes depending on where you are in Indiana, Indi- c- certain counties of Indiana don't. Oh, really? Daylight savings. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's a daylight savings time issue. Do you know what the worst part about Idaho in the in the and its time change? It's fucking longitudinal or latitudinal. It's not vertical. So like what? you can you can literally it's just a line across the state. Holy shit. It was so like, fucking confusing driving to As you were driving. Yeah, cuz like I was driving so I I took a flight from oh Seattle God. to Spokane and then from Spokane I drove with Emily down to Sun Valley, so in Ketchum, Idaho. This is where the sawtooths are right outside Ketchum. 
Uh, and then like that's where the whole business thing is. But it's a vertical line. It makes no fucking sense. A horizontal line. Or a horizontal. Or a, it should be vertical. Um, it should be vertical, and it's I guess horizontal. There's a part of it that's vertical, but yeah, that's so weird. And there's one county that looks like yeah, a split. It is. Yeah. And so it's impossible to tell like when the time switch is over. And so like I completely fucked up like when I was supposed to get there. Uh, or like I was telling my friends who were waiting for us at Airbnb, and I was just like, yeah, I don't really know like why the time changed, where it changed. But um, yeah, it's split. somewhere. It sure did. Somewhere it did. Yeah, I'll be there at seven or eight or nine. I don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> I stayed. We stayed at an Airbnb one time in Tennessee that was on the same line that's like goes through in Indiana, some places. Uh-huh. And it's like depending on where you were in the house, it would change. What? And just imagine how confusing <laughs> that could be. That's for, wild. I'm not saying this is what happened, but if there was people in that house who took like psychedelic drugs, imagine how weird that would be to see like so many different times. And how how would those people? How do you know? Yeah, yeah. How how yeah, do those people, people react to that? I, I they would react in a probably a, they would probably find it pretty funny. At you time. guys found it funny, not scary at all. I'm sorry, I said you guys. I meant you know, just guys. Those people, I don't, they didn't those criminals. Scary time. Yeah. 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 Those fucking criminals. That scum of the yeah. earth. If they stayed at that house. If they stayed there, taking psychedelics in a house that somehow tr- straddles time zones. That yeah. sounds awful. Did you uh, play any games like? Oh well, this is where it's coming from. So I brought my Steam Deck. Idaho. This is the first time we're gonna. Yeah, so this is gonna be amazing. It's like an unboxing for the Steam Deck on a podcast after wow. it's been released for months. But no one's talked about. No this one's yet. talked about the Steam Deck. So I got a Steam Deck. I pre-ordered it last year, actually around this time, and then it took about a year for it to come in. So uh, I'm going to show you what it looks like. Are you gonna get some sort of like skin, cool skin for that bad boy? Uh, or a case. It, well, it came with a case. I opened it from a case. No, but like I mean, like to cut, you know, like a phone case. Yeah, like a shock. So I thought so too, but there's actually buttons. Uh, uh, oh my god, this! I have like a background filter listener on like my yeah. thing, but like there, kind of there, there, there are buttons on the back here. Like triggers. They're triggers. So I don't know if there's like a case out there that is actually going they to also fit. let you use them. That also yeah. to use I'm them. I'm sure they'll make. Uh, them. Maybe eventually, but um, I have to say, like, I I downloaded. Quite a few games. I downloaded Prey, uh, Hades. I tested uh, uh, Dark Souls on here. Um, How'd it do? It was incredible. Uh, I even I even tested Elden Ring on here too. It was awesome. It was so beautiful. Uh, our our um, fabled forgotten friend Kevin has been playing Elden Ring on his Steam. It works so well. It's really great. Um, this is the most comfortable hand. Like even though it's like really big, like. I, I'm 5'8", and so... It does look huge. But, so, like, you know, I would say average. Like, for me, like, this is this would be, like, a gigantic controller. Dude, um, you know what it looks like? Whoops. It looks like the Sega Nomad. Oh, I was thinking the Wii U. Uh, it does look like the Wii U Fisher-Price gamepad, but this looks more you adult. You remember the fucking Nomad? That thing was huge. I remember it it's draining good. batteries every three hours yeah. and then begging my it parents to buy more batteries. It costs enough money and batteries you could have bought like two Segas. Yeah, um, I'm really blown away by it. Like, I it makes me feel annoyed that I own a Switch. 
because uh, I don't it's know. A better version of it. It's a better version of it. I mean, you can pirate the I, I the, the games. Yar. If you actually were a pirate, you could actually go through and yeah, steal those games. Do that. Um, we're not encouraging I, it though. This is parody. No, it's like a Mr. Black. Mr. Black the pirate. <laughs> um, but uh, like I I was just really blown away, and like I have to say, like playing Elden Ring in like a camp tent. It's like fucking nuts, dude. It's the coolest That's thing wild. in the world. So ma- you like hear That's the outside, wild. like yeah, the outside noises while you're like. Exploring. Well, it has Bluetooth, um, which is honestly the thing that makes me hate the Switch the most because like they had Bluetooth functionality and they just had a software update for you not to use it, and then they just released a software update that lets you connect Bluetooth headphones. But like I use the Sony. Um, at, what XM, are they? XM, yeah, yeah. So like those are the noise canceling on those is like fucking insane. You know what I mean? Um, so like in the background audio, you're hearing this boot up, but I just want to show like honestly the graphical forget fidelity of Prey. And like so, Prey is like how old? Like five years old, maybe four years old, mm-hmm. 2018. So it's a pretty. Mm-hmm. It's not like the cutting edge game, um, but uh, I don't know. It's not like four generations. Ago. It's not four generations ago. No. It came out like at the beginning. Yeah, so I just I just booted it up. It was from a cold one. I think I can get this. One second, maybe I can. I think you just have to turn off your background. Yeah, yeah, just turn yeah no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. That Cyber City. Um, how do I do that in a quick way? I'm trying to remember. Uh, change video. It's like in the camera part on the video call and Discord. Like the oh, part. there you go. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, now you're gone. Okay, I know this is amazing audio. One second, under voice and video, and I'm going to. While you're doing that, I found a picture uh, comparing Steam Deck to uh, Sega Nomad. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the game. That thing is a fucking huge. Yeah, that's the uh, the second. I'm honestly impressed. I get. I I guess the Game Gear was what I was thinking the Nomad was. I don't know. If okay. Saw no, Nomad the Nomad, you can actually put full Sega cartridges in it. Wow, the Game Gear is its so, own thing. I don't, I don't know if this is coming through, but maybe at an angle it does. So you can see here, like you both oh, have, wow. like you have like a so praise first person. Like I'm moving the character. It's pretty high fidelity. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, yeah the, the track like the light details. Yeah, it's it's and it's not like choppy. As it's, you no, it's super smooth. Um, this is right at the beginning of the game of Prey. I know this is like honestly like a Godzilla trailer thing that Matt's done, but um. I have to say, like, I mean, I'm good at deciphering. Yeah, I mean, you've had a lot of practice on, uh, looking at. Yeah, I can pick up on the finer details. Right. Um, so, one of the things I really love about the Steam Deck is one, it caters to both like new ways of controlling games, and um, and 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 old ways. And I, and the new ways are really well thought out. So, uh, a good example are these like little touch pads. Uh, so. Like I really yeah, like no, these. Beneath the two joysticks, there are touchpads. There, are, yeah. So underneath there are two touchpads. They are incredibly sensitive. Do you guys remember the Vita? And under, I don't know if yeah. you guys had a Vita, but um, I played a couple. Yeah. Of so, but on the Vita, they had like a back touch screen. Um, that was like kind of not very sensitive. This is like awesome. Like the way that it is, it's like a really smooth bezel, and it's a really quick type of mouse look. In fact, the mouse look is so quick, I wouldn't be surprised if it's about as good as, like, using a mouse regularly. 
Um, or at least I'm feeling that way. And it feels... That'd be good for games like RTSs. And well, stuff it's great. Stuff. It's great for, um, for, uh, first person shooters like Prey because, like, you know, as you can imagine using thumbsticks, it's like slower. It's not as precise. Yeah. But people have said, like, on, on Reddit and the Steam Deck forums that, like, if you play something like Overwatch, Using these trackpads, it's, it's it's just like using a mouse. Like there's no discernible difference. Oh wow! Um, um, which is really fucking is cool. Is it pretty seamless to get your your stuff on there? If it's from Steam, can... it's it's good. That's the one complaint I have about it. So I am, and if you're if you are a right, video game listener, you listen to podcasts, you probably are. You really should be getting games for free from the Epic Store. And so getting Epic Games onto the Steam Deck took a little bit of finagling. There's this thing called the Hero Games Launcher. Which has a native integration with good old games and, uh, uh, Epic Store. And so, like, some games that I have to the Epic Store now run. And so I actually have to boot up the launcher and then the launcher will then allow me to, uh, access games there. Um, but, uh, like, it, it, it's really blown, uh, blown away, blown me away. So like, does it have, sorry? Does it have access to stuff like YouTube? And other it does, things? yeah. You can like, so it runs off of Steam OS. So if you guys have used Steam OS before, you can exit out of Big Picture mode, and it just becomes like a desktop. And so you could use this okay. as a as a PC. Um, the back, uh, air, like so, the back has like triggers as well. So like it has both the traditional like switch like uh, controller style, but then this new way of like using these like little pads as a mouse look and then uh control features underneath. I'd be curious to know uh if if Kevin has has done that at all. But um playing with Elden Ring actually like I really enjoy not using the traditional control scheme and using the new control scheme that Valve has implemented here. And the nice thing is that they also have a bunch of that whole website as to like what games are like good with the Steam Deck versus not. Um but yeah, I I've, I've been super impressed by it. And uh well, didn't they make basically the whole Valve library? All the Valve games, Steam. but there's not that many. They're like you know, I mean like it's basically any game on Steam runs pretty well on it. Yeah, they they have like a flag, like one's like it's like something that they test and they call it perfect, and then they have everything else is like pretty much like it should work fine, but they might not have tested it. Uh and then there's a few that just don't work, like one or two. It's not that big a deal. Um I think the only issue I've kind of run into, like one example is that they say, and I haven't tried it, so they might be right, but like they said that Age of Empires 2, like HD edition, should run perfectly, but I don't understand how. Like I don't understand how you drag and select like units in an RTS. But there are RTSs that apparently work really well, and uh, I'd be interested to find that out. So um, I played a bunch it's of games, like but nothing Starcraft like specifically. Right 64. I'm sure there's some dragon, you know, box and drag thing they worked out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I played a lot of, of those games, but they're all, like, old or, like, I mean, Elden Ring's not old, but, you know, it's not my primary game. Um, I did play one brand new game, because uh, I purchased Ooh. the PS uh, Plus, like, Super Edition or some shit. Um, and uh, I, I play, and, and with that, you get Stray. You play Stray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember. Oh, I was hoping someone was going to talk about this. I want to play it. It's awesome. It's so good. Um, Did you try to get your cats to watch it? Uh, that's a that's a meme. Have you seen? No, it's it's very realistic, so I'm not surprised. Um, no, like people, like animals are freaking out. There's a whole Reddit about it. 
because the sounds are just like exact cat sounds and the movements yeah. yeah um it's really good uh i highly highly recommend it the first like hour or so is like pretty heartbreaking i think um wow. i hear it yeah it starts pretty uh pretty bleak. Dark. not bleak it's just kind of sad like what happens to the I mean, cat straight cats can be sad sometimes yeah and um you're just like but like you find like a really fun robot buddy and then honestly it's like not like if you took out the the combat it's not so different to like jedi fallen order <laughs> where you're like you're exploring and like you're you're like learning more about the world and you have like this robot that you're trying to like learn about and it com- becomes like a really enjoyable adventure game somewhat akin to like beyond good and evil um i don't know why i really said i i, I retract it. it's not really like jedi fallen order but like i like the droid aspect like there's like a robot buddy and you're like you're finding stuff and you're learning more about the world and you're meeting more and more of these robot citizens who live in the underworld of the cyberpunk like world um it's really really enjoyable um the only thing i would say is uh because you're a cat i think there's something about like a camera being designed for a human 3d figure and so like i unintentionally like miss jumps and like miss platforming because like the camera feels too zoomed out or like the model isn't exactly in frame with the camera and like can't center it can't center exactly and so you jump and you're like this should be fine and your brain just doesn't compute like oh it's it's actually yeah it's like actually at an angle or something and the camera can't swing far away um it's interesting It, it has like these really cool open areas where you're exploring and then there's like some linear areas where you're trying to run away from these mutated creatures um, or trying to avoid security drones or puzzles. Um, and then it opens up into these like really beautiful small towns uh, throughout the game. It's so it's really good, like on a, especially on a PS5 with 4K. Like it's awesome. Um, you, you build out a relationship with uh, B12 as the, as the droid buddy. And I really like the story uh, so far. Um, there's some things I wish I would change a little bit about. Um, the fact you can't customize your is cat. a huge bummer. Yeah, but like it's it's really short. You know, it's like five hours. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm like, if not almost done, close to the end in like three. Like, considering how deep the cat customization in Monster Hunter was, yeah. <laughs> come on, guys. They could have they could have slapped a real simple one on. You like, know every- what I mean? I saw somebody post in another Discord channel literally every mod on Nexus Mods for this game. It's just customized. Customized cat. cat. Um, nice. At least the mods got mod communities got us. Yeah, but it, it which doesn't help Sud in PS5 land. But I mean, the thing about it. All right, let's just talk about like how the PS5 is better than any PC I've ever had. I have a fucking 3090, and I think my PS5 is better. Sorry. Sorry, internet losers. Sometimes consoles can just be a smoother experience. Well, it's, it's also the beginning of the console life, right? Like, it better be, you know, it, better. It, this game is- it's not even the graphics, it's like the architecture. Like, everything about the PS5 runs so much faster than my PC. I don't know what to say. Like, it's just true. I mean, consoles are built for a more streamlined experience. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, that, yeah. So a lot of games. Stray's really fun. Highly recommend it. Uh, some parts are like, kind of like collect a thony, which I don't like, but that's okay. Um, but it's, it's a very video, it's not, not transcendental or anything, but it's a very good just video game. And at five hours. Um, and then I did watch one movie, and I don't want to talk about it too much, but I watched JFK. Holy shit, I love JFK. <laughs> like the what a great movie. One? Yeah. Yeah, with Kevin Costner. You can solve it all with a magic bullet. Yeah, right. The three and a half hour epic, JFK. Dude, I still want to watch uh, Oliver Stone's new JFK documentary. Oh. I'm sure it's insane. Yeah. He, uh, the slow-mo works so well. I thought it was going to be so cheesy, but there's like a lot of like slow-mo flashbacks in that. And... Um, I don't know, like, every time I watch it, it's, like, it's a really compelling case that the CIA and the Mafia killed John F. Kennedy. And, uh, I actually, I picked up this book, um, American Tabloid by James Ellery, which is about the assassination of Bobby Kennedy, um, and his relationship with the Mafia, which is, like, I don't know, it's written like a thriller, like, I don't know how true this is, but it's very, it's very intriguing. And so, right... I mean, what... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, I go through phases of thinking, like, that JFK was uh, assassinated by, like, a worldwide conspiracy, and it was just Lee Harvey Oswald. I'm definitely on, like, the crest of the wave where I'm just like, yeah, like, there's some really shady shit. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely about the JFK conspiracy. Yeah, sure. I, I, I think we all are. I read this book, uh, Devil's Chessboard, which was a They did not cover of, their tracks. <laughs> a biography of Alan Dulles. And yeah, it's like the more you look into it, the more it's like, I'm sorry, what? Or like, especially with Bobby Kennedy, you know, Sirhan Sirhan, the guy who got oh, arrested yeah. for it. Bobby Kennedy was shot 13 times. Yeah. Sirhan Sirhan did not have a gun that shot, you know, like, and, <laughs> like what the fuck? So it's, yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely here with you. Um, was that what you were going to say, Brian? I mean, I cut you off earlier. Oh yeah. Just the, specifically the assassination of Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's all, it's that all one is really fishy. That's why I'm laughing at people being like sketched out by the secret service, refusing to testify under oath and like deleting text <laughs> messages. Like this is classic fucking secret service, man. Yeah, they do this, <laughs> doing this for years. Yeah, what was the thing under the Obama administration when they all they got caught with all those like hookers and cocaine yeah. in like, Colombia oh, yeah. or Bolivia? Like they, they do this. They're just mm. yeah. I don't know. Like, do you think because um, like they made the Assassination Act after they released JFK because everyone was like in tears after watching JFK because like you have to think about it, it's like 1992. All our boomer yeah, parents right. were like scarred by JFK being assassinated. So well, they, well, they they did release that act, uh-huh. and it no one's enforced it <laughs> under Bush, under Obama, and under Trump. They keep pushing it back. Yeah. They're never going to let us know that he absolutely got killed by the CIA and the mob for uh, not going after Castro hard enough and like allowing the Bay of Pigs to no, fail. Because yeah, they wanted him to start World War Three. Yeah, didn't. they they want they were pissed that he didn't send an air support for the Bay of Pigs, and it's like. That, that was their one idea. chance, like literally the one chance to start World War Three, and they didn't do it. Yeah. Anyway, one person who starts World War Three all the time is Matt Gould. Matt, what? How did you start World War Three today? Um. Well, uh, in the lost recordings, I talked about how I very much like Better Call Saul. Uh huh. And I told a frustrating story about how I um, 
got locked out of watching an episode on streaming and it was Do you want to share that story again cuz like no one's heard it. It's um, gone. It, it's kind of dumb. Um It's real dumb. I went to watch an episode that I was uh the the previous like newest episode right before the break on AMC Plus that you know having having a subscription to AMC Plus I'd be able to watch uh, one of their newest shows uh and they for some reason don't have any of the episodes on just the newest two that have aired instead of like the rest of the seasons it's really dumb yeah that was mad yeah big mad but the show's really good how much more is left do you remember uh, I think there's like a handful of episodes. Just like two or three? Maybe four. Okay. What do you think so is going to happen it's... to Kim? I hope she makes it out of alive. I'm not like confident. She's probably going to get like, you know, vacuum sit, vacuumed out of there. I, uh... Was that like an abortion reference? No, they do. The vacuum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the classic 130th trimester abortion. Yeah, the postpartum abortion. Yeah, <laughs> you could do it at any time. Uh huh. But I, I really like. She's so good. She better fucking win the Emmy. I know the Emmys are rigged, but come on, come on. Good stuff there. Rig them for something good. Yeah. Um, another thing I watched. Uh, just a few episodes of. It's a, sh- it's a great show that has returned. Uh, it's called What We Do in the Show. Oh, yeah, we're in episode four. Oh, yeah. Real good. Funniest fucking show around. It's still it's hilarious. Very good. Teenager Colin is great. Yeah. The- there's some weird things going on with that. Like, uh, they obviously are just like, yeah, sometimes this special effect's going to look dumb and we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good, good show. And, uh, that's about it for the watches. Um, I basically for games I'm like uh back on that Valheim shit. Uh-huh. Um decided, you know, 400 plus hours is enough. So let's do it all over again. With yeah, mods. you guys have done a bunch of mods. Yeah. We started a new world with all a bunch of mods. What mods have you chosen? Through, like a painstakingly pr- pr- I don't I don't know all of them exactly. What are your favorites? Basically we did stuff like um there's like a epic loot slash merchant overhaul. So like in the base Valheim, the merchant sells like five things. And once you buy them, you don't have to ever like really buy them again. So it's just kind of like you find them once. It's like, okay, whatever. But uh, now he has like a bunch of stuff, a bunch of different items. You can like gamble on random items. And um, there's a whole like overhaul with like magic items. So like you get, like a, you can find a sword that has like frost damage on it you know whereas in the normal game there's none of that so it's just like we're playing the game all over again with new stuff um made it a lot harder so like there's like a i think it's like a six player modification so it's like it's always as if there's six people in the world you know how like in a lot of rpgs when people join worlds the the difficulty bumps uh-huh. up. So it's like always on a six time modifier. Yep. So like everything's like way harder, which you can, you can tell if you went looking at our maps and you see all the fucking like death marks all over the fucking place, dying a bunch. So is the content pretty much done? This. 
No, because the reason why we're doing this is because we hope that, like, eventually they're supposed to release a new, like, a huge update, you know, sometime this summer. Where it's, like, going to have a whole new biome, a whole new boss, a bunch of stuff, uh, overhaul to, like, some of the old biomes. Or they're going to add things. Like, it's going to be just, like, a huge game update. Cool. So, yeah, just back on it. Back on that drug. I love that game. I like that game a lot. It's fun. I like building stuff. It's peaceful. It's I like the aesthetics. And there's two little cool. boars named after, named in said my honor. Yeah, we have a boars named after all of us. Uh, they got loose. <laughs> um, so they're just like all over the place. And um, part of our updates is like we have them so they're like invincible. Uh-huh. So they're just running around killing the low-level mobs. Just like you just see, you just hear them killing shit off in the distance. So like, how are you surviving? Don't they kill you? No, they're tamed. Oh. We tamed them and they like, somebody broke their fence and they all just like fucking scattered. But they won't come back to wreak vengeance. No, they, I mean, we can drag them back eventually, but gotcha. like there's like 20 of them. <laughs> All named Seth and Brian. There, oh no, there's just there's Set a bunch one. of them. Brian three. No, there's just there's like a bunch of names. Okay, and I, I even have one named uh, Frodo Pig. Frodo Pig. Yeah. Cool. Did you do anything else? Uh, All right. Well, then, speaking of Frodo, you want to talk about the Lord of the Rings uh, trailer? Oh yeah, there's some trailers that dropped. A bunch of trailers dropped. Yeah, it's it's time I, for trailer talk. That classic I, segment. <laughs> I actually got a little hyped on the Lord of the Rings. Me too. I liked. I, Sauron looks ridiculous, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here for like what they're doing. I'm I'm down for like condensing the a lot of the events of the Silmarillion because like being like. This happened, and then seven thousand years later, this happened. Is that? Is it it's really like, just a Cimmerillion? It's not it's just. The, I like, think it's the Second Age. It's right? the Second Age, more specifically. But like even that, the Second Age is like the the time spans are ridiculous. So like they're con- they're condensed. But but so. it ends when Isildur, def- you know, they, the arms uh-huh. yeah. are on, and Isildur doesn't throw the ring in, right? Yeah, right. So, like, I am super curious, is it, like, is the final scene of the show just going to be the opening scene from Fellowship? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Into it that hard. It, well, I thought or, or would like they just keep be... going and just be like, fuck it, we're redoing the Fellowship, or, you know, we're redoing... That'd be sad. Gosh. I mean, they have the rights, don't they? Mm, yeah, probably. I think they do. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I can't... Uh... They can do it, and then you can have like Tom Bomb. I I, I just can't like imagine a remake of something that classic, like you know. Well, like I don't know. I it was so hyped with what they did with the Wheel of Time, and uh-huh. it like they're throwing even more money at this. So, I, I if nothing else, the production values will be great. It looks See, beautiful. It looks yeah. beautiful. I like. I'm not wincing at any of the line readings in the trailer. Which you know you'd hope you wouldn't, mm-hmm. but I, I'm really excited for this. It's only eight episodes. It's interesting. Just this season, yeah, or just the whole thing. The first season's eight episodes. They have two seasons that they did in production. Are they doing like? Are is like the first episode longer and the last episode longer? I they haven't released like anything like that. 50, but the yeah. only way Prime Video got the deal was by making a commitment for five seasons. They filmed the first two back to back. Okay, I mean. 
Yeah, five seasons they can. So they're gonna. That's a lot to do. They, yeah, they how much lot. is the Similarion covered? I mean, at that the similar the Similarion is to is really the first age. So I don't think it yeah. has anything to do with the second age. Because like it okay. the yeah because Numenor's already been sank. And uh, and uh, I don't know. There's also the children of Morgoth has been thrown. Away. Have you guys ever read the children of Huron or whatever? The last like book or whatever they released. No. That's really good. I really was hoping it would be that, and I don't think it is. Um, but if you guys are interested no, in a book, it seems like they're they're telling like a. It's almost like a remix hmm. of the events, like a sprite remix. Yeah. Sprite remix was good. The tropical. Yeah. Way to take that full circle theme of the pod remix. Uh, well, do you want to talk about the Game of Thrones trailer? Because I really like that one too. Yeah, there was that one too. That was a surprise. I was Even surprised. Was I like, would do it. I was. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. It felt. It felt very much like you know those like prequel vibes, but uh, it the nice thing is that it's so long ago in like the books like, that it could be yeah fine you know. But it's also just like the same story well, as like there's a full can story. the yeah. girl be the ruler? You know, I don't. Which is like uh, fine if they they're going to do it again, then it's going to be whatever. Wait, what do you mean? Good. Oh, like if a it's woman's like, going to uh, be on the it, Iron Throne? She's like, yeah, she doesn't seem much different from Daenerys. I don't know. We'll have to watch. In terms of like, yeah. But uh, Matt Smith's a really good actor. I'm I'm looking forward. Yeah, he seems like he's hamming some shit up. Dude, that's us. great. Which is kind of what you need yeah. for gaming. You gotta got just that, like lean into he's it. He's got that Slytherin haircut. Yeah, it's great. He looks he looks ridiculous. I love it. Or I mean, Malfoy. Um, Draco. He's got that Malfoy haircut. But sorry, going back to Game of Thrones, we have Elrond in here. We have the Sildur. We have Galadriel as a major character. Going back to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Sorry, we have Celebrimbor. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's his name too? That one elf who's like a huge badass. Uh, I forget his name. The one elf who's a huge badass. Uh, Elrond, because he's kind of a badass. No, the other, the other one that um, his name's like it starts with a G. Gilgalad. Yeah, Gilgalad. He like uh, J.R.R. Tolkien like literally retconned him back he, alive because he like yeah, he's so like the Drizzt of fucking yeah. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Driss is so cool though. He's like he has a badass death, and like Jared Orkin's like, man, I wish he was, wish he Gilgarad was. Yeah, back. and he's back. You know what? I can just write him in. He's an elf, whatever. He's back alive. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it's my book. He's back. Yeah. Anyway, I make the rules here. Um. Do you, so do you think? Uh, like, I guess are are you more positive on Game of Thrones than you were? Prior to the take trailer, because I, I I mean, am. I'm gonna watch it. Oh, so you were gonna watch it regardless? Because I thought it was like a terrible yeah. idea, and after watching the trailer, I mean, I do think it's a terrible idea. Okay. But they already were like way in production on the show before like the train wreck of uh, the ending of the, the Game of Thrones series. Uh-huh. So they just were already like in it. You know what I do mean? Do you think the dragons so, in this prequel series understand so- symbolism like Drogon does? <laughs> yeah, um, I hope that the budget's good on those. It looked great. Bad. Did you not see the trailer? Yeah. It was amazing. It did look who, good. Who are the showrunners? I don't know. Let's find I'm out. Not sure, we have that opportunity. What's it called? House of the Dragon. 
Yeah. Did you watch any of the other trailers, like the Wakanda for? I did. That one just made me Ryan really sad. Cole. I don't know who Ryan Connell is. I, well, I, I don't know if you it guys was, saw this. Okay. Fucking Chadwick it was really Boseman's sad. Twitter account was tweeting to promote it. What? It's like, Disney, let him be dead. But it was also sad because it was a beautiful trailer, and then at the end they whisper Wakanda forever, and all I could think of was Spring Break forever, and it was like whispering in my head, like. Well, I mean, they said Wakanda forever <laughs> in the first movie. Did it make you think about Spring Break forever? Then but they didn't whisper like oh. they didn't whisper it like. It was the way they whispered it. It like sounded almost like the like, end of Spring like, Breakers uh, when they whisper Spring, Spring Break to Average over the dead court. Forever, of... yeah, for just like two minutes straight, yeah. and then I like like laughed. I was like, "Why did I laugh at the end of watching that beautiful trailer?" I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. It's got fucking Namor as the bad guy, and he looks ridiculous. I like Namor the Submariner. Look ridiculous. But... I mean, the movie looks like it's just going to be all sorts. Of we're like at the depths of like Marvel fandom now. Like, do I need to know more about Adam Warlock? Do I need to know there's a guy named Adam Warlock? Probably not. Um, but you're going to get it. Yeah, they released the whole. Eat the slop that Disney's prepared they, for you. They released the whole thing of with uh, the phase two, or no, what is it called? Phase four through Six? Yeah, map, yeah. Phase, phase five. five. They, well, the whole we're on phase five. We're on phase four now. Well, it's like phase four, five, and six are like the multiverse like saga. Yeah. yeah, and uh, there's two Avengers films in the same year. Well, I mean that makes sense. It's the same as like Endgame, right? Endgame had uh, yeah. Infinity Stone or Infinity War and Endgame in the in the same year, but um. So who do you think is going to be shoehorned back in? Do you think it's going to be Chris Evans, or do you think it's going to be... I'm going to zag and say Hugh Jackman is Wolverine in Secret War. Oh, you think that... I mean, They'll just offer him so much money, yeah. you can't say no. Yeah. They're just going to, like... They're just like, we don't want to deal with the internet. Just well, well uh, spoilers... <laughs> like, if we recast but, this, we, 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 had, we already have Patrick Stewart. Like, we could Yeah, but... Uh, but doesn't I thought somebody owned the right to X Men? Well, it used to be Fox, but they bought Fox. Oh, oh right. Yeah, they had right. like that's the trend they're bringing them over for sure. Yeah, but uh, I mean, Secret Wars has the X Men in it. It's called Avengers Secret War, I think. Um, yeah. And then um, didn't Kamala Khan? I don't know. I haven't like if this is a spoiler, it's not my fault. I I, I heard somewhere that Kamala Khan in Miss Marvel. You watch Miss Marvel, Matt? I won't touch that with a ten foot pole. I haven't watched it yet. It doesn't look. I mean, it looks like it's it's aimed at a much uh, younger audience than than I'm willing to. You like Spider Man, and that's aimed at the youngest audience. It's, it's, no, not necessarily. No, Spider Man is aimed at everybody now. Okay. Yeah, Spider Man's cool. All right, this is definitely like. A I don't know about Spider Man being cool, but. It's definitely like now they're trying to have Spider Man be the new Iron Man, um, like the flagship person. In any case, my spoiler was that apparently Kamala Khan is a mutant in this version. So if she's like a mutant, yeah. that kind of makes it seem like the X Men are definitely coming sooner rather than later. They brought back uh, Charlie Cox as uh, Daredevil, and I, he's like a fan favorite too. Everyone likes that. Yeah, they have She-Hulk in a new trailer, and she's looking... That was a weird trailer. It was a weird trailer. Did you like the weird She-Hulk fucking scene? Um, I don't know why she's I, I do like. law. I do like how they have to like shoehorn in, like, hey, you like the big ladies? 
Um, yeah, it, but, like there was some weird CGI in that trailer. Yeah, I mean it's also a TV show, so there's only so much budget for CGI. Right. I also think they're trying to like capitalize on the Lady Dimitrescu. Please step on me. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's definitely uh, it's weird coming from Marvel. I don't know. It's going to be a hit just because people are going to be obsessed over She Hulk. Right. So in any case. I, I, you're gonna be like CG, and then there's gonna be all those like think pieces where it's like it's actually problematic to be gigantic, uh, showing off the CGI body of She-Hulk and being so glorified and sexual. Where are you going with this? Like deep fake culture and stuff. I mean, they're absolutely going to be deep fakes about this. Yeah, I no, just don't know saying. if there's gonna be think pieces about the deep fakes. Okay, there'll, there'll be some sort of piece. You'll see. Okay, I look forward to reading that and discussing it. Mm-hmm. But this has been trailer time. Yeah, and this is the end of our think piece. So, good night, everybody. Think about it.